it's Wednesday and we have a new co-host. <laughs> Mr. Sunny. Mr. Sunny. Um, he's absolutely delicious. Brandy had her baby and we're so excited. But today, guys, we are taking all of your questions. We are answering a handful of questions that you guys wrote to us. They are fantastic questions. They launch into beautiful conversation. Can't wait for you to hear it. I know. Dating with kids, career changes, meal planning, all of it. And we're you going. sent them to us on our Instagram at mommy group pod. So if you're not following us, follow right now. Okay, let's do it. So today's episode is, we're actually all really excited about it because this is going to all be built off of DMs and questions that were sent by you guys. So this is Orly here and recently I did a post on the um, Mommy Group Instagram page and I asked for like suggestions, things you want us to talk about and we sort of aggregated a bunch of the questions and we're building out an entire episode that's basically just us answering questions. Before we do it though, <laughs> you might hear a little, little person with us. A little smooshy tushy. I had a baby boy. <laughs> oh my god. So Brandy is here with her perfect, scrumptious, delicious Sunny. And we just wanted to explain real quick why sort of the mommy group timeline does not nece necessarily match our real life timeline. So we knew that Brandy was going to have the baby and we didn't know how quickly she would or would not want to get together and record again. So we recorded a couple of episodes in advance so that we would never miss, so that we could always release something for you guys every Wednesday. So that's why kind of the time frame we were like off by like a couple of weeks there. Um, but Brandy is here mm -hmm. with, with the babes. Healthy baby I'm boy. I'm in baby heaven. I am so grateful we had a little boy. So now Millie can be our princess I would like forever. to let you know that Auntie Emmy over here yes. had called it from day one. I mm -hmm. kept calling like accidentally, yeah, kept, yeah, you kept, were like, boy. Totally, yeah. Like, I, kept, he, he, he. I just think it's so cool that we each have a girl and a boy. I know. Like, what a blessing to be able to experience so both. It's so cool. And he's healthy. And, um, yeah, we're doing good. It's been nine days. And I'm still it. in baby heaven. I'm, like, on this baby high. You look amazing. I feel good. Yeah. Literally, you look amazing. Concealer. Concealer. <laughs> yeah, I follow this beauty blogger named Ami Desai. <laughs> I don't know if you've she's, heard of her. She's taught me She's kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get right in to our first question. This yeah. is from Rosie underscore girl 29. I would love to hear how you all got started in your careers. Is it what you know, who you know, a little bit of both? Did you go to college for the careers that you have now? I follow all of you three ladies and I just wonder how you came upon the opportunities that you have, for example, home and family. Um, so Rosie, we actually are going to be doing full interview episodes. We realized that this was something that we should do and we're super excited about it. The two of us are going to interview the third and each of us will have our own set episode where you can hear everything about how we grew up, what we were like as little kids, what we cared about doing as little kids, how we found our careers, our husbands, um, everything. So it's going to be like a full interview. So we're going to save that question because it's going to be a part of each one of our episodes. Yes. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Okay, so this though is connected to that and this is the first one we're actually gonna answer here. Lorna3535, I got married young, fell into a career in finance, even though my degree is in film and theater. I had my babies in my late 20s, I'm now 40. Kids are both heading into high school and middle school and I'm trying to figure out what I wanna be when I grow up. Do you have any advice on career changes, finding a career that you adore? I just don't even know where to start. I actually loved this DM when it came through because, well obviously it's like so much, we could have an entire podcast just on this, but I think for me, and you guys tell me if you felt differently, but I, in, when I was in my 20s, I had this feeling that once I had kids and I was settled in my career, that was the end all be all. There was, right. I didn't see life after 40 or 45. It just, for me, was going to be like, that's it. And then more of the same. More of the same, exactly. And what I love now as I approach 40 is that 
I can start a new career if I wanted to. And I, I mean, I hope I do. I hope I have more and more mm-hmm. to come, but like in the next four or five years, you know what I mean? It's crazy though how... Yeah, I think that the cool thing is that the um, the freedom we have now, the resources that exist now to learn something new, to learn a new skill, you can decide tomorrow you want to be a whatever and you could find online courses to take them. You could find introductory free classes on like a YouTube or go to a place like a Skillshare and learn a new skill and see if it's something that you care about because that's what I'll say is when I was uh, like in my late teens, early 20s, I thought I wanted to be, well, when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be an actor. And I was acting and doing things and then I went to school for directing and I thought, oh, I could like make my own stuff and that's better because now I have control. (laughs) And once I was a PA on a film set, I realized that those jobs I thought I wanted, I didn't want. So to me, getting in there right away, get an internship, get a job, just at a front desk somewhere you think maybe you want to work to get a real personal life experience of whether it's what you dreamed up in your mind because a lot of times it's not what you thought it was and a different career presents itself that is actually the right fit for you yeah I would say uh, exactly just to echo what Orly said this is Brandy is just try to get as close to where you want to be as possible and a lot of times it's like finding those smaller like I'll speak to production finding these small smaller production houses not like a big studio but somewhere where you can actually like get a mentor yes. and learn from someone actually get hands-on experience but I love that you even use the word adore you said do you have any advice on career changes finding a career that you adore I think as soon as you start trying you'll immediately know what yes. you're attracted to and you'll fall in love with it I mean I love that there's jobs that don't even exist right now that we might be doing next right. year that our kids will be doing. So yeah. the world's just constantly evolving and there's so many great new opportunities. And But yeah, this is your time. Your kids are in school. Exactly. Like This is your rebirth. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I was going to say this is the time where I feel like you can be really you don't have to be as risk averse as you might have been when they were growing up and you felt like I can't take this chance of doing this new job or you know starting my own anything because I have to support my kids and I have to watch them you know, yeah. go to school and things like that. And I, I think the biggest thing though too, and I learn this all the time from not only peers and family members, um, but it's about ego, right? Like don't let your ego go get yes. in the way. And I actually find that it to be funny that I find more people that are younger and I not to knock any millennials or not to knock yeah. any, you know, Gen Zs, but I feel like it's the younger people that step in and be like, I don't, I don't need to be doing this. This is not my, this is not what I'm going to school for. This is not what I went to school for. This is not what I started this job for. And it's really at a certain age, even if you're the 40 year old hanging with the 20 year old, realizing that nobody's better than anybody else, right? Like the skill set could be the same and you could have a stronger skill set, but you are doing this for the first time. So just going in with, with all the ambition ever. And I think um, one thing I was just thinking about as we were talking is If you really don't know, like you know you want something, you know you want to know what's next, but you're really just not sure what that is, dedicate a specific set of time for exploration. Like give yourself one month. Okay, for all of September, I am going to expose myself to as many different industries and categories and types of jobs as I can to see what calls out to me. And if something just tugs just even a little bit, go a little deeper into that category and explore that category fully. But I think that if you really don't know and there's not something that you've always wanted to do, you're really like, I don't know what I want to do, then a time of exploration that's set for that so that you don't feel guilty about sort of floundering, be like, I'm giving myself 30 days in September to just 
yeah. explore, then it's like a, a conscious decision and you're not just like waking up every day like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for a sign. I mean, yeah. reading yeah. your DM, it sounds like you want to go back into film and theater. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, that's something you adore. In. I think sometimes you have to look at yourself on the outside in or like if you were, if you were watching yourself in a movie, what would you be telling that main character to do? Ooh, I love I like that. that. That's a good I one. I always think that, like, especially Lifetime movies. <laughs> I'm like, what would I tell the girl in a Lifetime movie? With the husband with the double life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. I think know, also exactly use that. your network because that is one thing we at this age now have built a lot of is a network. So use your network, even if they're a friend. Your best friend probably knows exactly what exactly. you should be doing. And being in finance, you'd be surprised. You probably just know them on the back end, right? On the different aspect of the whole career like of film and, and theater like I you think might your best friend's people. gonna be like Lorna um you're constantly talking about yeah. how you miss yeah. playwriting or you miss acting or you know go to your local theater group and see if they need help so yeah. I have a feeling you're gonna figure it out really quick yeah yeah all right okay so. good luck keep us posted yes um okay so this is another one from Amelie underscore Nelving a breakup between friends confront or just uh, let it fade out just had a girlfriend call me about Dang. a confrontation with one of her friends and I had oh. said the circumstance that it was was I said let it go but I personally feel like a breakup between friends at this age for me it's got to be it's devastating it's devastating because yes. it literally was you know now ever more so than before is that your friends are family that you choose. Yeah. So yeah. if you're having a breakup with them, it's got to be something severely massive. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you can really let it go until you've tried everything else. So I had a breakup with a best friend from high school, and I just didn't understand why we were like growing apart. And I really fought it and talked to our mutual friends and just didn't understand why we couldn't just pick the, up where we left off. What was the basis of? A couple weird things happened. Like we got engaged around the same time. We planned our weddings around the same time. And I, I don't know if she was upset that, you know, they happened to be yeah. within a month apart from each other, but she wasn't able to come to my um, bachelorette party. It just felt like things were just weird. Yeah. I don't know. And then, you know, we, we used to catch up anytime I was in town and we could just laugh at the same things. And like we would just, and it just felt awkward. And, um, you know, she was kind of texting me back less and less. And so I confronted it because I just couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah. Like we're best friends. And it just, she just, you know, she didn't want to put the effort into being friends wow. anymore. Was she just more nuclear then? Like, or was that with everyone or just? Kind of with everyone, yeah. Okay. I mean, it just felt like she just, yeah, she had moved on and it just wasn't ever going to be the same. And I had a really hard time with it because I remember actually ex-boyfriend teasing me, telling me, you know, you guys aren't going to be friends forever. You know, like as you yeah. evolve, like you'll get new friends and like, it's just very rare that people from high school stay best friends. Well, yeah. I have a question I was though. like, that's not true. <laughs> Is that when we say breakup too, because I do think it's devastating with obviously someone that you've known for that many years, but what about someone that you kind of might've met in a different stage in your life, like post being mom, you know, has you guys, have you I guys think it's all that? weird. Like I hate when there's any type of weird energy mm -hmm. around people in general, Oof. you know, like I just either want to confront it and squash it or like, can we at least be amicable or friendly? So, um, there's, I, I think I a lot of times the details of it really matter. Yeah. Like as far as did they do something to you that is very hard for you to get over? Was there a, um, like malicious intent was yeah, it? Yeah, well, not even malicious intent, incident. but just like yeah, an incident, something that happened that changed the dynamic between you guys forever, and you can't quite get over it. Or is it like Brandy said, sort of like a general fading out? I have both of those circumstances, and both are really painful. There's one of my really good girlfriends 
who in a very in a, in a way that I don't understand very similar to you things just changed and it was been a struggle for me not really understanding why and also those situations are difficult because there isn't this moment right, yeah. you're sort of like am I crazy I feel a little crazy should I mention this because this is it's so subtle yeah. but those are the those are the details that make up your friendship those subtle moments and so when those subtle moments are just off you're like we're not the same, right? Like, I'm not crazy. We're not the same here. And it has continued to be something that I think about often. And she is someone I think about often. And I feel like we're always pretending to be normal. We're like commenting on each other's stuff. Yeah. And we're sort of like chatting and we're this. But like there's the deepness that was there once is not there anymore. It's like that and, uh, that, that comfort that you could have felt when yeah. you guys would just sit still and say nothing is not there anymore. So hard. And then I had a situation with a friend that something happened. And... That was something where originally I thought, you know what, this person isn't my friend, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste any more energy on it. I'm not gonna obsess over it. I'm not gonna talk to her about it because the only reason I would talk it out is to rebuild the friendship. There was clearly yeah. no friendship here, or this wouldn't have happened. So I'm not gonna do it. And I ended up a friend, and I'm gonna find the text right now. A friend sent me a message that changed my mind completely, and I ended up confronting her. And talking it out. And now I feel a thousand times better. I'm going to look for this text right now. I was just like, going to say, while you look for that text, though, it, that actually was just going to be something I was going to lift off of. Go yeah. ahead. You share the text first, then I'm going to share a point. She wrote, holding a grudge slash anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to feel the pain. A hundred percent agree I mean, with that. honestly, how genius well, is that? Because, like, you do. Yeah. You feel it. Yeah. And you're sitting here, and you're holding on to it, and you think they're uh -huh. over there suffering. They're yeah. going about their yeah. merry yeah. way. They don't give a crap. You are holding on to it, poisoning yourself. Well, and to that same point, uh, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I had a situation like that where from college on, I had a very, very close dear friend, and we drifted apart mm -hmm. and for lots of reasons, and some circumstantial and some other just drifting away, and she passed away. And it was one of those things Ugh. where all I can say is what I've learned from that, because we actually did end up meeting two weeks prior to her passing away, and the one thing I will always remember from that is be at peace with what your what that friendship was to you and if you do feel the need to confront or you do mm -hmm. feel like you have that you're harboring that resentment and you you almost want to have that person reach out to you you just go ahead and do it you know what i mean if yeah. that's because yeah. at the at the same time as much of an issue there may be there's no time like it's just hard it's, it's hard when you've painted this picture just like in a in a relationship you know you've painted this picture of how you think that relationship's always going to be. And then when it slowly starts to fade yeah. away, yeah. you're like grasping. Um, so yeah, I, I think you said confront or just let it fade out. I think it just depends on where you are in that relationship and how much energy yeah. you want to put into it. All and right. also just deciding about whether or not certain people are, are part of your little tribe healthy life you're healthy some, you know some people are just not a healthy yes. influence on your life and it is time to let them go and who and they should in which that... box they live into yeah. i personally yeah. believe not yeah. all friends need to be all things yeah. yeah but okay that that was heavy that was a heavy one for me okay so let's go to this next one by omi tofo um how do you pick a date night babysitter like what do you look for on the apps what kind of questions do you ask that's a good that's a good one. first yeah. I want to say good for you for wanting to find a date night babysitter yeah that's so awesome because you're first of all saying that you want to put you in your relationship first and she's a stay-at-home mom so she is with she was she's in it all the time you know yeah. so maybe she needs like a, a couple nights one for herself yeah. right, for her <laughs> right. yeah <laughs> So I used uh, I used an app called Care.com, 
Um, we use that when we were looking for a, a nanny, actually. But there are totally just like date night babysitters. Yeah. You can go on and you can specify like how many hours you're looking for, what the age range you're good with, if there's any language preferences, any educational preferences. You can do like CPR certified. You can do any of those things that you want. It is a paid app though, um, or website. I think you have to pay like X amount of dollars to actually communicate with them. Like you can find candidates, but then to actually like reach out to them, you have to pay for it. But to me... It was a really great resource when we first moved back from New York because I didn't have like a network yet. Right. I mean, I had my family, but like my family couldn't babysit. I needed like a nanny that yeah. could like really watch the kids. So for me, that was a really great, um, a really great resource until I started just like meeting people randomly. Like, oh, my neighbor can do it. Oh, so-and-so's friend is, you know, 19 and she's available or whatever. So care.com to me was a really great option and I thought super helpful and, um, and yeah. For me, I'm on a couple different Facebook groups. So I'm on like a parenting network group on Facebook just for my community. And I love oh, it because. that's a good idea. Especially date night. Like Millie goes to bed at like 7.30 or 8. So a lot of times we're like, we just need someone to watch the monitor. So it can be, you know, a high school senior that lives two doors down. Uh, but I love it because it's in my community. I get referrals. That's how we found a couple of her nannies. Um, and it's great because it doesn't mean that you have to know these network of people. Yeah. You're just tapping into that's your like community. next door to yeah has exactly that option. yeah but you know for me I don't really rely on the apps I never have and that might just be because I have a large network of family that lives out here um but it's always word of mouth for me so I use nannies I have a nanny a part-time nanny and so she usually babysits for us or her daughters do if she's yeah, not available right. um but with that said I think the question that you do ask too is like what kind of questions do you ask and those were the big things that for me especially when I was a new mom I was like oh, what do I ask you yeah. know one I think it's really ref like looking inside of yourself too and being like what is your gut instinct about this human you know mm -hmm. um I'm also not the type of I have cameras in the house but I don't have ones that are like in every single room so I'm not like you know stuck to it and staring while I'm trying to go and enjoy a date night yeah. but questions that I ask are very very simple to a little bit more extensive like I I do ask about like CPR you know I ask about mm. CPR what would you do in the event of an earthquake we live in California so for me it's like what do you do do you know what to do in this situation um, do you know what my phone number is? Do you know, you know, yeah. I mean, things like that, that I think are basic and then also maybe not so basic, but oh, I don't know. Oh, and Brandy, you mentioned something too yeah. that I thought was really interesting. So you were saying that like early on with Millie, you guys would wait until she basically went down oh, yeah. to go out so that your sitter yeah, was just like watching the little, monitor. Yes. Yeah, totally. I also think that it's like dating. Like you have to have that, you know, once you've vetted them on paper, have them come over and yes, hold your child, so with your child, get to know them because when you're in might, the house, they might be great on paper, and then you're like, oh, I just yeah. don't know if we're vibing. Yeah. yeah, so much of it is just a gut feeling. Like I think too often we don't trust our mama instincts and just that gut feeling, and we right. should. And a lot of times it just means almost like speed dating, but speed interviewing. And and mamas like get a couple people in your roll call that you feel comfortable with yeah. because that peace of mind knowing that your children are safe and you're there with someone that you trust. Yeah, like you just can't. You That's can't such a huge value. That. Right. And if you haven't done this a lot and you haven't gone on date nights and it's like a foreign feeling for not only you but for your kids, just know that like that fades over time. Like you might feel guilty and feel awful and your kids are crying and like, don't leave. Like <laughs> you have to just take confidence and comfort in knowing like they're fine. Yeah. You and your husband or you and your partner or you and you whoever, you deserve this time. You deserve to go on a date. Your kids are fine. They're in good hands. Do they're safe. Do not feel guilty about it. That's, yeah. you know, like I have so many. And I have, I have women 
that look down on that. Even in my own family that are like, why are you leaving your kids? That's so not right. Like you should be with them. And I'm like, to I me, can't. this makes me a healthier person You're being a human away being from too. them. Jesus. But like you were saying, I feel like I compromise a little bit too because as my kids are getting older, mm-hmm. they they do care more now that I'm not there at like eight They can also right? vocalize it. Yeah, so I do sometimes <laughs> wait. You know, if we're gone and I feel like we've gone maybe out two or three times too many, I'll be like, we'll wait till 8.30 and then we'll go to a late dinner or something. Yeah. So then they're already pretty much asleep and they're dozing off. But I think it's, and I do think it's actually healthy though too that they see us leave and that they know that there is a, a time where mom and dad need to be away from you and we're going to come back and we're going to be yeah. 100% with you. So Another resource too that I'm just realizing right now who's actually babysitting my kids while we record this is at if they're, I don't know what age your kids are, but at their school there might be like a teacher's assistant yes. or a preschool teacher or even teachers who no longer have employment there or whatever. We've got Miss Marina, man. She is the shiz and my kids are completely obsessed with her and next year for the school they were like enrollments down and they had to let a couple of the like secondary assistant teachers go. And so Miss Marina has been babysitting because the kids aren't in school for the rest of this month and I'm off from home and family for a bit. So she's with the kids right now. And that's a totally familiar face. Someone who really knows them, knows like their little quirks and their weirdnesses and all those good things. So a a school is another another cool option because they're always looking for extra money, Mm -hmm. a little part-time job. Well, speaking of date nights, uh, Kelly Cameron asked about dating with kids. So Mm. mom's trying to date. It's frustrating because what time is left after the kiddos? I feel like I'm the only one dealing with this. And you know what, Kelly? You're not. You're not the only one dealing with it. You know... There are so many single moms out there um, that are, you know, feeling the same way as you. And even women that are married have no time left for themselves. So I feel like that's something that everyone can relate to. Uh, My sister, for one, is a single mom and she shares custody with her ex-husband. And the weeks that her babes are with him, she almost has um, has to reset herself because she misses them so much. Gosh. And she feels like, you know, empty and alone because her boys aren't there. And so that's another struggle that, you know, a lot of moms have is just finding time for themselves and finding time to date. Um, I think that my only advice that I've seen is you have to schedule it. I mean, it's almost like if you were single and had no kids, you have to find the time to either use the apps or get out, try yeah. new hobbies, activities, make eye contact with men, and and just try and just start from there. I, I want to give, I just want to read a little bit more context because I replied to Kelly on Instagram and said like, can you give me more details? Like, okay. How old are your kids? And like, is the father involved? And so mm-hmm. just so we have the full story, she would have a five-year-old son. I've never been married. His father isn't involved in his life. I do all... I do it all mostly on my own with some help from family. I've tried dating, used all the apps, but it's frustrating. I don't bring my son around men because I fear it can be damaging. That only makes it harder to find the free time to date. I never feel available enough to keep anyone's attention, and maybe that's not it, but it's been a constant struggle to balance dating and being a good mom. I feel like either way, someone's being neglected. Can I say right off the bat, though, I will say, wow, I commend every person that is out there doing that hustle and raising kids on their own. It is no easy feat with a partner or without. Um... One thing I want to just stay to say to that, and again, I'm not I'm not in the boat. I, I do have a partner uh, helping me raise my children, but there was one thing that really stuck to me when I read her DM about it, and it was it was this idea of the oxygen mask principle from mm-hmm. an airplane, yeah. mm-hmm. where you know feel the guilt and just do it anyways because your happiness is paramount to your children's um, and everyone around you. So when in doubt, just remember that whole principle. Like if you ever phone a plane, you have to put your own mask on before you put on anybody else's. So like the fact that you are leaving your children or you're not giving enough attention to one person and not the other um and in that being yourself just just do it 
And I mean, who says you have to be available every Friday and Saturday yeah. night? Like, I'm sorry, I love making Mr. A way. It's like you get one date a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you're if I'm rotating you in with the rest of the team, I'm sorry, you might be on the bench this week because I gotta make sure I'm exploring my options. Um, so give yourself one day a week where you can do that. And I know a few single dads, they feel the same way as you. They're intimidated, they're nervous, yeah. they have guilt about being away from their kids, even more guilt because they're the man and they're the dad and they have to make up for whatever they feel. So I, I think that it, it's it's always good to have perspective that there's other parents that are just like you um, that are feeling the same way. I also have a couple guy friends who are single, have no kids, and they are so down to find a woman with kids. Yeah. I mean, they're in their late 30s, early 40s, and they're like, it would be so, like, I would so be down with finding a woman to date that has children. Not that they'd want to meet them on the first date. Yeah. Uh, but... I just think it's a numbers game. You just have to keep getting out there. And I think also, like, reading your comment about, you know, not introducing men to your kids because you're worried it's damaging. I just, I don't, I we don't know you, obviously. But just from writing, reading the way that you wrote everything, to me, so well it seems really clear that you are a really good mom. Yeah. That your focus is in exactly the right place. But that does not mean that the very important element of life, which is love and a relationship yeah. mm -hmm. and a partner that those things are not as valuable and and that they're important to you this isn't you going out trying to like get freaky and have a one night stand you're looking for a partner, a partner. you're looking for love in your life which is going to be a beautiful you know example for your kids when they're older it's going to give them you know so make sure that you number one do not feel guilty because clearly your head is in the right place and you're worrying about the right things so they're not going to be neglected two make sure that you give the the right amount of value to what you're actually trying to do dating almost doesn't sound important enough it's like you know you're 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 looking for love and you deserve that and so make sure that you value it and you take it seriously and then I would say the third thing is kind of what Brandy was saying maybe designate a day so that your kids get used to the rhythm of it they know that on Friday nights you know so-and-so sitter comes over on Fridays because you go meet up with friends on Fridays they don't need to know the details right but that then you don't feel guilty on Friday because there's an expectation that Friday is mom's night out and so your kids get used to the rhythm and you get used to the rhythm and it just becomes a part of your life because I think it's totally worthwhile and it's not something that should be put on the back burner I would love to have <clears throat> other single moms or mm -hmm. even someone who is an expert in that just mm -hmm. talking about because I have so many girlfriends that do ask even me that you know have um, endured breakups and divorces that now mm -hmm. have kids and yeah. they don't know they're like what yeah. is the right time and it's so hard because I don't know arbitrarily I think people sometimes put like a three to six month time mm -hmm. limit and some people are like I feel a connection so I'm going to do it earlier and it's worked out so also I might be old school but I love the idea of you just going out with your girlfriends yeah. or friends and then just organically meeting, meeting someone, someone talking to them trusting your gut and seeing if there's something there does you anyone know? else would anyone else pay money to see like phyllis out at a bar oh like, my God. like making eyes at some no, guy I would, I, would. I would pay money okay like, first of all i am the best matchmaker ever this is what i do <laughs> i embarrass both parties so then they have something common that they can talk about their so hate I, of you i pretty much martyr myself yes. I mean, I, that, if that's not Mother Brandisa, it's fine. It's, I mean, I have oh done that. God. One time I told people they should just kiss. Just, just let, like, let's just see if there's chemistry. Like, swap The best part saliva. is that Phyllis isn't even drunk here. She hasn't had one <laughs> little drink. She just she just does that. That is her But it's worked. One time nature. I got my friend, her and this guy, made out. Because it's like, let's just cut to the chase. Like, are, are, are things getting juicy and loosey or are they not? Juicy and, and loosey. Phyllis is back, you guys. She and looks by like, the way, she's saying this it. with Sunny in her room. She's like, she's like rotating Sunny as she's like, get juicy and loosey. Like, 
poor kid. <laughs> Sunny bunny. All right. Uh, I hope that helps, Kelly. Good luck. Please yeah, keep us posted. Luck, um, I know that you guys know we do read all those DMs and all the messages. So just keep us posted on what's going on. Um, okay. The next one is from STJewel82. Do you meal plan for the week? How do you handle dinners, lunches, and everything in between? Uh, this Oof, is a, this I feel is... you, girl. What's yeah. funny is I read once that the thing that a lot of couples argue about is what's for dinner. It, I get it. And like, especially when they're in the car on the way to like oh this God. place yes. that they don't know the, where they're going. Can and I the tell you guys like, a whatever secret? Whatever you want. And the husband's like, whatever you want. I oh. love, I secretly love when my husband travels because it means I don't have to cook yes. like dinner. I can have, or I mean, when I say cook dinner, yeah. my kids are good with whatever I want. Right. So yes. I'm like, guys, we're going to do like paninis tonight or we're going to do this. Whereas like my husband, I feel like, Gotta have some really good protein and some yeah. this and that. And I'm like, damn it. A balanced When yeah, my husband's exactly. not home, I have wine. Yeah. And sometimes a bowl of cereal. Say, yeah, I was gonna say, I was sure, gonna say. Sure, board and bowl of cereal for sure. Yeah. Love it. Or so I love to I, This is Brady. I do meal plans sometimes. And I actually did a video. If you go to my Instagram and scroll down, I did this really cool thing where um, I showed you how to make three meals uh, and it takes like 30 minutes to do. And basically you roast chicken and roast vegetables at the same time. So you cut the chicken up the same size as the vegetables roast it you need to do a ton and then like a whole chicken or like chicken breast chicken breast okay or or chicken thighs but yeah like debone not like a chicken. whole chicken yeah yeah um and i show you a great little seasoning it's super easy you probably already have a lot of that in your pantry so then you take that and one meal becomes this like amazing greek salad grain bowl if you're into mm. that kind of thing but i mean it's tons of different textures and flavors a really quick and easy dressing so that's one meal the second meal is a one pot chicken pasta and it's cheesy and it has broccoli in it and then the chicken and the noodles. And then the third one is chicken enchiladas. So I'm giving you Mexican, Italian, and something Greek. And then for us at our home, we usually go out to eat once during the weekday. So that's the fourth meal. And then fifth is usually like a hodgepodge of um, leftovers. So I feel like sometimes people get overwhelmed because they see all these people on Instagram meal planning on a Sunday and yeah. they have all these beautiful dishes and everything's color coordinated. It's like this rainbow of food and it's just overwhelming. So yeah. don't do that. Just try to do three. Unless you want to. Some yeah, people yeah. thrive off of that, being really organized yeah. with their food too. But given her question, right? I don't I think, mean, yeah, I don't think that. Like, yeah, it just becomes a kind of thing. Um, and then lunches, like you had said something like oh, this earlier on stresses me out. Yeah, lunches are, lunches are, I know. Like uh, make something and make it into two. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I like this whole idea of make one, serve twice. So with us being Indian especially, we really love spicy food and we're, you know, acclimating the kids to having a taste for that. But like my daughter doesn't enjoy maybe jalapenos diced in her omelets or whatever. Right. So we'll make stuff. I'll make it so that way it's conducive to having both types of meal. Like I'll just add in something else. Yeah. But I just always make sure we do that, whether it be lasagna or any sort of pasta dish or any protein dish. But um, that's the biggest thing. Make I always think about dishes that they're going and I don't know how it starts but like we just kind of put it in front of their face and we're like guys this is this is it this is what you have options yeah. for you know what I mean and eat it or <sighs> don't but I'm not making anything else girl I feel your question man I gotta <laughs> it tell is you tough, though. I cook I cook every night yeah. for my family we're, we're the same we go out maybe once or we order in yeah. maybe mm -hmm. once a week or whatever and I cook and I always feel like because I don't meal plan the minute that I start thinking about dinner like I get angry me too I'm like yeah. oh like because sometimes I when I do I get to the market and I get the ingredients and I have a plan I feel good because I'm like okay right. let's just do the thing I plan it's the unknowing of it so knowing myself I am not much of a planner I me too but I really 
do function better yeah. when I plan, but it's like it's like despite myself, I don't do it. I don't know what that. Wait, what do that you guys is do like me. Instacart? I do Instacart mainly. I, I probably only go to the market now once every couple of weeks. So then I Instacart everything. When you Instacart it, do you do it like on? I, my mom like used to always do Sundays were the day for shopping and not necessarily meal prepping, but it was yeah. always like she mealed mapped out her meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it could change here and there. But like, do you do that or is it kind of day to day? No, it's more day to day. I usually will order, like we have our set, like 30 things that we always get, like my $160 Instacart order. That's like, yeah. the no, no matter what, the kids need this, this, yeah. this, Mike needs this, I need this, whatever. Those things are always no matter what. And then I do try to plan a couple of dinners um, in advance with like what I have in the house and what else I need. Because for me, I always try to do like a protein, yeah. a salad and a carb. And a carb could be like potatoes or whatever, but something like warm and carby, something protein and something like crunchy and vinegary. I feel like I never think a meal is done until I have all three of those yeah. things. So for me, that's how I try to plan it. But even as you're talking about lunches, this is kind of off topic, but like Connor is going to kindergarten next year oh. and it's like big kids school, right? Yeah. Like it's it's part of where he's going to be in school until he's in eighth grade. Same as me. The idea that I now can't be like the mom who doesn't care and I have to be like a real mom. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how stressed I am. Like he's going to a school where like homework has to be done. Seriously, when they got homework at preschool, I would just be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And now like, you're like, and it's like, who's going to say anything? It's preschool. Now I'm like, now I have to be a real mom you and gotta do real do it. things. And you got to make real lunches. Because no, you know the other it. kids are going to be like, excuse me, Connor, what is that? Yeah. I, I mean, was like, a kid that brought like, my mom would try and pack me these like Indian Indian oh food. my god, like, I can't. He'd be like, what does that smell? And I'm like, it's potatoes, spicy potatoes, leave me alone. Oh, There's this god. really funny Joe Coy. <laughs> Joe Coy had his Netflix stand-up special, and he talks about when he was at school and his mom would send, like, okay. Filipino leftovers oh in a Cool Whip container. Stop. And how, like, yeah, everyone that's... would be trading stuff, and he'd be cool. And they're like, oh, your mom gave you Cool Whip? He's like, it's a mystery. I don't know what's inside. And he opened it. Everyone's like, Ugh. Yeah, like, that is It so is so funny. Life. It is, is so funny. Life. But so, I love it. I love a couple awesome. Instagram accounts that I would suggest you follow Ooh, that are really right helpful. Now. One of them is my girlfriend Catherine McCord. Her Instagram is Weelicious. She shows Spelled you W E E L I C I O U S. Maybe you're following her already. She's pretty big. Uh, but I think also it's interesting because we each, we think what we, we would want to eat for lunch, right? When we think about what our kids should eat for lunch. But let's all remember your kid's stomach is as big as their fist. So what I love is that. For example, her daughter's lunch today was like nut butter and a fresh raspberries rolled up in bread and she made them to little sushi roll ups. Yes. This might sound a little intimidating, oh but just hang with me. Fresh avocado, cherry tomatoes, some dried vegetables, so like dry, crunchy, cheesy broccoli. Wow. You know, Who little crackers. <laughs> no, but you know No, I don't relate to it you, does, delicious. But it no. does get easier. I think I, I did a I did a collab actually and I'm just editing the video, but with my girlfriend Maria. I don't know if you guys know Maria Samson. Do you know her? No. She used to be on Fox. Oh, but anyway, she's on home and family all the yeah. time. Oh, we did I a whole her. thing on on what we call real lunches. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when I sometimes I look at these Instagram accounts, as I'm sure everybody does with fashion and decor and all that stuff, it's not realistic. But we did real ones that were like, listen, so we did like peanut butter jelly sandwich is made like that look like donuts and you just put little sprinkles on them but it's just I think at this age too it's so much more about presentation so you can get the healthiness in there but as long as it's presented in a cute different way so another Instagram I like is feeding littles oh that's cute easy f-e-e-d-i-n-g-l-i-t-t-l-e-s but and they also give really awesome hacks for example Millie is two years old so she loves her whole milk yogurt I freeze them and put them in her lunchbox so by the time she gets to wherever she's going it's like a slushy um 
there's just so many there's different so many. snacks that you can give kids. It's not about like lunch that we think we would eat. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes it's overwhelming when you're a mom and you're like, oh my God, I need to give them a carb. I need to give them a sandwich, a fruit. It might be easier than that. Like it might be right. almost like giving them a charcuterie board. I mean, I really mean this. Like little turkey roll-ups, cheese, some dried strawberries, Imagine. some fresh fruit. So cute. I mean, pecans. I literally throw a yogurt, a granola bar, and an apple in their lunchbox, and I'm like, peace out, Cub Scouts. Yeah, that's you guys Well, later. you're not going to be able to get away with that next year. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't want to grow up. I have a question. If there was one thing in your fridge or your pantry that you guys always have on hand because, like, last minute it makes for a good dinner or meal, what would it be? Why are you laughing? I'm laughing at this picture on this, on the, on the. Oh, on the feed because it's, like, so perfect. Oh. <laughs> That is so cute. There's oh, yes. That little that's baby. Her. That's yeah, really that's her. her. Oh, yes, my God. Yes, and everyone wow. thought that. Feeding Littles, yeah. that is so cute. On Feeding so Littles, cute. one of the owners of that oh, site posted oh a baby picture God. of herself. It looks and Photoshopped. People, people 27 pounds at 12 months. Wow. That's amazing. Dying. Okay, sorry. Okay, wait, so, so that was a good question. Was, Let's if answer. there was one item or something that you guys, like, reach for that you're like, your okay, it's staple. last minute. Yeah, what's your kitchen staple that you like to have in the fridge or anything? Uh, it depends on time of day. I always have tortillas and shredded cheese because, like, quesadillas, I can add chicken into yeah. it. I can add, um, what's that, Bragg's, uh, mm-hmm. what's it called? Nutritional yeast. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's in there. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's always a really good one. And then, like, breakfast, like, I usually try to make life really easy because we've got to get up and out because i got to get work waffles. to get to work. So Lego waffles. Lego Waffles or, like, little <laughs> mini muffins yeah. um, is what I kind of just, like, give myself a break with that. And I'm like, breakfast yeah. does not need to be a big deal. Those are the things that I feel like when we're out of, like, I order immediately because I'm like, I need that stuff in the house. So I get, I'll get, like, the artichoke and spinach dogs from mm-hmm. Costco size, you know? Oh. And I keep half of them in the freezer because you just, then you can freeze them and That's they last idea. for a long time. And what I do is I'll just cut those up into little pieces and then... Um, just saute them and then just put some vegetables in there and it makes like the best little Yum. stir fry and the kids love it because it just has just Ooh. enough bite in it That's but delicious. then it's great because it's in the freezer it thaws out fast but those are the two things that those are probably the one thing I keep well, we're not even big pasta people but you always have to have dried pasta yes. on hand or you know Trader Joe's has awesome fresh pastas in the fridge and then you can either do a cheesy sauce or tomato sauce. Yeah. I mean, it. that's just something. I'm getting hungry easy. now, people. I know. I'm starving. <laughs> Although every time we're here, Ami does set up a whole spread for us, which <laughs> oh, yeah. we've been eating. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, right. I hope I pronounced this right. Sarah Sid. Sarah Seed. Uh, she wrote, discipline. Orly, I just watched your video on YouTube asking for suggestions on how to help Connor manage his emotions while teaching him that actions have real consequences. We are in the thick of this dilemma right now. Also, going back to work and how to manage your days in different work environments. I'm headed back soon. So any tips would be greatly appreciated. So this was a video that I did, I mean, a long time ago now, probably almost two years ago. We really, I think we've talked about this on the show before, but there was a time with Connor that we really struggled. He had these tantrums that he would not come back from. I mean, the whole day was gone. It was, there was no coming back from it. He would get really aggressive. You'd have to physically try to hold his arms down, put him in his room. He'd come, you know, bulldozing back into the door. I couldn't close the door in time without almost getting his fingers. Like it was this really emotional, difficult time. And we had a lot of people tell us, you know, you should have him evaluated, like my mother-in-law and, you know, even my mom was like, you know, you should have him checked. Like, is this just, is this a phase or what is this? Is this developmental? Um, And I will say, thank goodness. But for us, it was just a phase. He just grew out of it. 
Do you think it, it was, was like Blakey? Was it like the I fact that she was in the picture and starting to make? I don't a know. Presence? He was always more emotional than her. Like he always took longer to come out of whatever was happening with him. Where Blake like falls, gets hurt, is bleeding, and is over it in two seconds. Like they just are very different. But to me, it gave me tremendous confidence that like it was a phase. We th- there was nothing developmentally wrong with him. He had a tough early beginning. Don't you're not doing anything wrong. If there is something that you're a little worried in the back of your mind, you're like shit, I have a really bad feeling. I think there might be something wrong. Then bring him. Have him evaluated. Have him checked out if you're in the thick of something that feels abnormal. But don't compare yourself to other, you know, parents Mm -hmm. or other kids. Just kind of look at your kid and be like, this this doesn't feel right, or man, he's just being Don't a la- asshole. Don't forget love right languages. Now, you know? love I've lang- suggested this before, but children have their own love languages. And going back to development, it's if you guys think back to when your when your kids were babies, because you know obviously I'm experiencing that right now. Um, you know you're stressing about everything. You're like, is my kid does he have jaundice? Uh, does she you Ooh, know have this, yes that, yes. acid reflux? I mean you're stressed about everything, and then. You wake up one morning and you've forgotten about that issue because they've changed. So keep in mind that every day your child is going to be different than the day before. Every day you're a different parent than the day before. So sometimes issues that are big right now, they're not going to be big a month from now. So give yourself a little grace and time and, and know that every child is specifically their own. And you we, know, and we talked about brain. this in past episodes too, but it really does, I think, at the crux of it, communication. You know, like as little as we think they are and they may not understand it, try and communicate with them yeah. if that can be something. And then if that's not a step that is working, then obviously move on to the next. But I do think like even, and you know, like you were saying, Connor had a hard time expressing his emotion, just kind of coming to terms with it. You forget these are little people that don't understand how to, kind of digest everything that's happening yeah. around them. So even if it's just as simple as like, do you need some time alone? Go ahead, have some time alone. Maybe yeah. you need, I do that to my son all the time. I'm like, do you need time alone? Because if you need time to process this, go upstairs, close your door, yeah. and be with you. And you might end up playing in there. My sister yeah. would do the same thing with her boys, and I love that I learned this from her. Yeah. She would just ask them, do you need a moment? Right. And if that moment meant they needed to go into the room and play with their yeah. games or read their book, it was just giving them that respect that like, how do you need to release yeah. what you're feeling? We, I had a, um, there were two things that I had a, there was a, like a child psychologist on home and family that was on really at the right time when I needed her. And I, I talked to her and she and I ended up having these phone conversations. And there were two things that she said that I thought was really helpful. One was, I don't know how old your son or daughter is, but she said one thing to take comfort in is that as soon as your kids get old enough that they're in school, like not just preschool, but like a little bit older than mm-hmm. that, maybe like kindergarten, that there is a little bit of like beauty in peer pressure and not the way that it sounds. The, the pressure of your peers behaving a certain way, which is generally a little bit more in control and grown up, they will push that behavior out of each other. Like other boys will train that temper tantrum out of your son because your son will look at other boys not behaving that way and realize that the peer group doesn't function like that anymore. Our little boys don't, you know, That's act a really like this smart anymore. Way of looking at it. And so she's like, just know that like boys work this out. Like they. Not in a bad way, but they sort of push it out of each other by example, which was one thing, and I definitely Setting did work. Setting expectations. I mean, even, you know, I, I think the peer pressure, if that's kind of like, oh, I don't understand what that means, but it's just... Yeah, it wasn't in a set, negative way. Yeah, it but was they're like, setting that level of expectation yeah. of what's what's expected of you at this age in this environment. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so I thought that was really helpful, and that definitely worked. Like, yeah. we went to New York for uh, a week or so. Mike went, sorry, Mike went alone with Connor, and Connor got to spend all this time with his older cousins, yeah. and that was a really big shift in him, where it was like, how do boys act? Yeah. They don't act like babies. And all of a sudden, he sort of stopped having these tantrums, and that was a pivotal moment. Another thing she said is, and again, this is specifically for boys, is she's like, boys do have a lot of aggression that they don't know how to deal with. So she's like getting him one of those inflatable, bouncy punching things where he's not allowed to punch or hit anything. He's allowed to punch and hit this one thing Mm -hmm. when he's upset. So it's not about having physical aggression and breaking things in your room. These are not your things to break. These are things that we bought for you. That You cannot break these things, but this one thing you can punch, you can hit until you release some of that energy that you need to release. And I thought that that was a really cool thing too, to let them know that it's okay if they've got that. But it just needs to be focused. Yeah. I'd actually be interested in learning more about girls too. Because too. I, I've, I, and I'm not there yet. We're not, none of us are there yet. But I have just heard from so many of my mom friends who are like, third grade is when it really starts oh, with girls. And bumps. it gets very mm. difficult in terms of them trying to process their feelings and, and other feelings. And the mean girl stuff starts coming out. And I always wonder where that originates from and yeah. how they deal with it. Because yeah. communicating sometimes for them is not the easiest thing. But so that would that would be actually really interesting for us very. to have um, like an expert on for. Yeah, actually, as you say that, um, another thing that I'd love for you guys to do in DMs or comments on a random thing is if there is an expert, not necessarily a person in particular, but a category of expert that mm. you guys would be really interested in knowing, let us know because we will talk from our personal experience, but we've been very open. We're not experts in these categories, um, which actually will kind of lead us and into actually, this And actually, yeah, I was going to bring that up. So um, Afton Dawson 10 wanted us to talk about adoption and fostering. She said, my husband and I fostered our twin daughters and finally got to adopt them last year. That's amazing. So foster to adopt. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Uh, that's Congrats. so great. And, you know, we were talking about this topic uh, before we started shooting, and I mentioned that I was part of a, um adoption journey with one of my girlfriends for the last four years. And so I, myself and her sister, were the people that wrote these letters to potential birth parents, helped put her packet together. And it was like this four-year emotional journey. And there was a couple times, you know, almost $100,000 later, where she would look at me and be like, why haven't we been chosen yet oh, by oh these God. birth parents? Like, do you think our pictures aren't good enough? Do you think it's because of how we wrote this? Because these are packets, and, and you probably know this since you did Foster to Adopt. Um, so I just remember being a part of this emotional, uh, emotionally exhausting, financially, emotionally, both on, you know, the, the siblings that were waiting for this new baby to come. Yeah. Uh, and she felt like she was doing all the right things and it just wasn't the right time. But this is a topic that, that none of us can speak to from personal experience. Uh, but we just wanted you to know that this is something that we we have experienced through friends yeah. and we know that it's a real thing and, and it's just, hard. Just to piggyback off of that, um, we have some close friends, I'm sure a lot of us have encountered too, um, that uh, are experiencing not even just with adoption, but the idea of infertility mm-hmm. and IVF and things. And, you know, and I, just because I have not personally experienced that, I don't think I've been as exposed to it. Um, but I do have some friends that are experiencing it and they've opened up about it. And it's just, I, I started researching it on my own and I was like, wow, like, I don't think it's talked about enough. You know, like we talk about the hardships of miscarriages and, and being pregnant and postpartum, which obviously in their own right have so much mm-hmm. um, so many things to it, but it's like I had no idea. For instance, like a surrogate cost over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like the or the fact thing. that all of these journeys are expensive. Yeah, and time and, and aren't as easy. You know, I think it's you know it's like okay, so if you can't conceive on your own, you can just adopt, and that's not right. It's not how easy it yeah. is. Yeah, and and surrogacy of friends of ours are exploring that option right now, 
and it's expensive. You know, it's about finding the right match, the right person. Insurance doesn't cover it. Uh, So these are topics that we do want to talk about. I mean, this is mommy group, and just because none of us haven't personally experienced it doesn't mean that it's not something that weighs heavy on our heart, too, because of friends. So just like Orly said, send us those DMs of things you guys want to talk about. We definitely want to do this often where we respond to you and we engage in this conversation. So we'll be, you know, starring a lot of these upcoming questions, and we'll do these from time to time. Yeah. All right, shall we do products? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um... You want to Yeah, start? I'll go because this is connected to um, the question we had just a minute ago about discipline. So my friend actually created a product, which I think is so cool. It's called a take a break mat, the take a break mat. I and love that. It's really cool. And basically it's this, it's sort of used for discipline. And she gave it to me again when I was really struggling with Connor and it's a mat. And on one side, it's where you sit. There's like, it's divided. It's kind of like a yoga mat basically. Mm-hmm. And you sit on the blue part of it. And in front of you, there are these little phrases and sentences and it's divided in two so on the left hand side there's some and on the right hand side there's some and you're supposed to sit with your child when they're having a tantrum sit there and go through it and it helps them work through what they're experiencing so first thing is at the very top it says breathe and you just want them to breathe just try to get a hold of themselves try to relax then it says why am I here and you go through okay why am I here what you know, I hit Blakey or I this or I broke the mirror or whatever it is. Why am I here? Then how do I feel when I make a poor choice? So then you talk about like, does this feel good the way you feel right now? Like, doesn't it feel sad and it feel, and you talk about that feeling. What could I have done differently? How do I feel when I make a great choice? And what have I learned from my actions? And then on the right, there are these things that you then say to them or you have them say back to you. I am loved. I am smart. I am strong. I am confident. I'm amazing. And you sit down with them and kind of work through it. And it really does help them process through what's happened, their tantrum, their experience, and then all those positive affirmations, knowing that they're loved and cared for and special and that you're not mad at them. Like Mm -hmm. you worked it through and they feel good. And I will tell you, it was a huge help with Connor and he loved it. He would open it up and just sit on it just for fun. This needs to be like an adult version too. I know. It's actually such a great exercise. I mean, I love it. Um, Actually, so I had a different product and now I want to change mine just because I thought it could work too. Um, But I have this book that was sent to me and it is more South Asian based because obviously my kids are Indian, but it's about adoption and it's about, it's called bringing Asha home. Love it because my mom's name is Asha too. But I loved it because it was a little different of a book for my kids to read. And so they know that the brother was waiting for the sister to come home and it's off Amazon. It's 10 bucks. It's a great, great book, especially if you might be going through the process of adoption or adding a new sibling to the household or a new member. Um, but the way they kind of break it out, it's interesting because now my kids actually understand. They're like, oh, no, no, they're bringing Asha home from, but it's also from another country and it's all that stuff. So awesome. It's a good one if you guys are interested. Love it. Brandy, oh. do you have anything? Is your brain working? I don't know if I've talked about this already. You guys probably already know what I'm going to say, but so I was given this gratitude journal. Have I talked about journaling yes. too much? No. I feel like I always talk no, about it. No. Okay. So I was given a gratitude journal and um, full transparency, I've already failed because like the last entry I made was the night before Sunny was born and I, and it says like, what would make tomorrow better? And I'm like, meeting my baby. And then the baby was born and then I think I haven't written it in like six days. Oh, stop. But I'm going to play catch up. So it's this gratitude journal and it takes five minutes. I think it's even like the five minute gratitude journal. The link will be below. And what I love is it's like, you can just leave one sentence answers. Yeah, here it is. Five minute journal, a happier you in five minutes a day. Oh. And I decided that I was going to complete it in the morning when I was having my coffee. Like non-negotiable. If I have my cup of coffee in my hand, I also have my journal in my other hand. That's a, and then amazing. before I go to bed. 
And it is super easy. It, I mean, it's so easy, it's silly, because you only write like one word to one sentence answers, but it's a great way to start your day just in a positive uh, mindset, improving your happiness, focusing on gratitude. You know, I just had little baby Sunny, and a lot of people are messaging me about, oh my gosh, you must be in baby heaven. And, you know, yes, I'm in baby heaven, but it's also about just starting your day feeling so grateful, even though, you know, we're tired and exhausted. Um, it's just a great way to cultivate that gratitude every single day. So if you've been wanting to start journaling, this is the easiest way to do it. Super simple, and it's a great gift, too. Beautiful. Coming from mama of nine days. Oh, <laughs> man. That's amazing. Well, dudes, I hope you liked this. Because this was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, dudes is sort of across the board. Um, I hope that you guys liked us answering the questions. It, it is really nice to be able to get some direction from you guys that can then launch into this conversation. Um, so it felt great to us. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And if you have any more questions, get on that Instagram page, Mommy Group Pod. Um, write questions either in the DMs. You can comment on any photo with those questions. We all see it. We all uh, pay attention to it. So we would really appreciate it. Yes. We love you guys. We all right. Really have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.